Welcome to the Motherhood Unfiltered podcast. We are a group of moms striving to bring balance to motherhood with lots of laughs and some tears along the way. We seek to walk alongside you in this journey as we learn and grow from one another. Hello, mamas at Motherhood Unfiltered. Today we have Rachel Villarin joining us. Uh, Rachel is a mama to a one-year-old named Malachi. He is adorable and rambunctious, and she works part-time as a home health care provider. She has been married to her husband, Ryan, for almost five years now, and they serve together as assistant pastors. But like, you know, like Rachel, what you're saying is that her father lost church in Long Beach, California. Today, Rachel is going to share with us what she learned in her first year about the balance of expectations versus reality in motherhood. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rachel. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to join you today. Uh, God, I think God has definitely taken us on a journey for sure. And I've learned a lot within the first year of having Malachi. And I just hope that today, um, stuff that God has showed us that I hope when I share it, it will also help you through maybe some of the hard things that you guys are going through. So I hope that today you can leave a little encouraged that everything's going to be all right. Awesome. Um, so Rachel, let's begin by, um, how about you just share a little bit about um, yourself with us and give us a little bit of insight into some of these expectations that you were feeling and um, the reality of motherhood that really um, kind of weighed down on your shoulders after everything settled. Okay, so I think... Um, the expectations versus, versus the reality is that there's a lot of things that we put on ourselves, a lot of expectations that other people put on us, and some expectations that I feel like God also puts on us. And so it's it's just a matter of there's a lot of expectations, but reality is, is sometimes the expectation just kind of falls through, you know, and you just leave right. kind of confused. So. Uh, so some of the expectations that we put on ourselves, I, I think we as humans, we are the worst enemy to ourselves because of our mindset. You know, I think sometimes we beat ourselves up so much through some of the situations that we go through. And then expect- yeah. and then also expectations that people put on us. You know, there's a lot of voices out there. Right. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of people <laughs> that have a lot of input on motherhood. huh? Yes. So, Rachel, um, I know we were talking a little bit before we, we um, began the podcast about uh, how some expectations are fine and we're able to uphold those. And then there's other expectations that we come into motherhood and it just kind of feels like it just disintegrates right before our very eyes. For real. And we sometimes they can even feed into a dialogue that we have with ourselves on our own value as a mom or, you know, just you know, if we're being, if we, if we feel that we are failing as a mom, even because of some of these expectations. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, what are some of those expectations that you felt that you were putting on yourself that really weighed down on you mentally and emotionally in the beginning of your motherhood journey? So there's a couple, I think the, the first one is, um, my husband is a photographer and also a videographer. And so, um, our mindset was we wanted to have some of the best pictures ever. 
um, like the, the first year. And he day, is a wonderful photographer right. and videographer. He's even yeah. done some stuff for us before and he always gets the best. <laughs> so in our mindset, everything was going to turn out great. We were going to have the best pictures. You know, everything was going to, we had the cutest outfit. We had a little Batman that had. For the hospital. The yes. Hospital photo and shoot. It was like, it was like uh, white pants that had little Batmans on it. And then it had. Oh. It had a little hat that had like Batman ears. It was just the cutest little thing. And um, so we had it, was it perfect, all. Right? Yes, it was. It was. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And so we had it all planned out. And then we had a super cute blanket that one of Ryan's aunties had made. And it was just super cute. And so that was going to be the backdrop. I mean, we had it all oh. planned. Everything was going to be great. And so the Friday it was Friday. I think I was around like 39 weeks pregnant and it was a Friday and we had our bags ready to go and everything was in the car. I had a backpack, Ryan had a backpack and then Malachi had his diaper bag. And so everything was ready. And Saturday morning we woke up to a phone call from Ryan's dad and he asked, right, did you leave the car open last night? And we're like, no, like, I thought we locked it. And he's like, well, all the doors are open. Well, well, and your father-in-law weird. lives really close to you guys. Right. Too, yeah. Right? So, yeah. So he drove past the car on the way to his own apartment. And so we, like, run out to the car to find out what in the world is going on. Well, lo and behold, um, somebody had broke in and stole all of our diaper bags, all three of them, all three bags. And so all of Malachi perfect timing though, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so we're like, okay, well, you know, I mean, at least nobody was hurt. We'll be okay. And then the thing is, is we had to call the cops and everything and they had to come and file a report. And because we were in an apartment complex, they had to wait till Monday to talk to the office to see if they could find out any more information. And so we're like, okay, well, Monday we'll wait. And if we don't hear anything by like Monday afternoon, we'll just go rebuy everything. And, you know, it'll be okay. Everything will work out. (laughs) Right. That's that's what you think. (laughs) You were in the nesting mode. It's got to be done. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) we'll make it work. Yes. Yes. So. So Monday rolls around and it was probably like one thirty, almost two. And I was sitting at the table eating something. And I stood up and my water breaks and I'm like, great. You know, we don't have anything. You know, I don't have a bag. <laughs> Your first thought is I don't have everything. Ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, the main thing is, is so Ryan's grandparents were here as well. And I knew that at the hospital, they were going to be coming in to see the baby. You know, I mean, I knew we would have a lot of visitors, like family that wanted to see the baby. And so I'm like, I want to be modest, you know, I mean, it's yes, they're family, but I want to be covered, you know. And so my, my main, and also just feeling kind of human or put together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, something anyways. So my main thing was I have to have a robe. Like that's, that's the only thing I have to have a robe. And so I told Ryan, I was like, okay, I'm going to go take a shower. And then we are running to the mall because I am buying a robe. <laughs> and so we did. We, we Priorities. Went the, Priorities. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Water breaks, go to the mall and buy a robe. It <laughs> right. only makes sense. So we did. We went to the mall. We bought a robe. 
the lady, she's like, so when are you due? I was like, well, actually, my water just broke and we're on the way to the hospital. She's yeah. like, oh. Yeah, you see that puddle on your floor? Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm pretty sure I had to go find a bathroom between, like, going from the store to the car because it was just, you know, <laughs> everything yeah. was just, oh, man, it was terrible. <laughs> so that was that was the first thing that you know it that hit me kind of hard is okay we are totally going to the hospital totally unprepared you know like everything that you have in your mind everything's gonna go so perfect and so well well the first thing just went out the window so how's the rest of it gonna go you know (laughs) well here's the start of motherhood yeah have fun absolutely you got you got flung into expectations versus reality really quick oh real quick and then the next 24 hours just got even worse so one of the things that I really wanted to try and do is I wanted to try and have a natural birth and and so in my mind I was gonna do it you know my sister did it and she was totally fine and so I was like you know it's in the blood we can do it you know I'll be all right (laughs) And yeah, so, and sometimes those expectations just coming from like oh, what our you know other females in our families have yes. done, or what our own moms have been able to do. So just thinking, yeah, if they did it, I can do it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, you have that mentality, and, and even like unspoken something... expectations. Maybe they don't say yeah. it out loud, yeah, but just there's like this unspoken expectation that like, oh, we we do it this way in our in our family, or yeah, it's definitely yeah. there for sure, yeah. And so I, but I ended up having to, um, I was in labor for 20 hours. Oh my and, goodness. And so at like four o'clock in the morning, I was in so much pain. My blood pressure was going through the roof and I couldn't even make a decision. And they, they looked at my husband and they're like, can she have an epidural? And he's like, yes, yeah, she can, you know, but I think in my, in my mindset, I didn't want to let anybody down, you know? And yeah. so I felt, I felt like if I was to get the epidural, I was super weak, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't follow through in what I wanted. And, you know, and I felt like everybody else yeah. around me would just look at me like, you are so weak, girl, you know, like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Breaking so it wasn't down? even like the fear of like wanting to put disappoint yourself but even the fear of wanting to disappoint someone else around you yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and so it just gosh it's so tough too because it's (laughs) happening to your own body and you like only you can say what you need or what you you know can handle but then Mm -hmm. there's so many people with you know opinions or their expectations for us sometimes as moms that really weigh on us it all it all kind of feeds into it for us yes absolutely and then I mean it just I mean it just started from one thing and it just spiraled out of control like everything I had planned from the very beginning just everything blew up the other thing that I really really had an expectation of that I really wanted to happen is I wanted to try and breastfeed and Mm. um the thing about Malachi is he just wasn't able to. He, um, even from the very beginning, he he really couldn't nurse. And um, and so there was one point where, you know, and I, I pushed it. I really did. I tried to push it as long as I could. But the problem was, is he was losing weight. And, mm. and so it got to the point where, um, you know, 
we had to make a decision on, okay, are we going to continue this or are we going to switch to formula because he needs it? And there was, there was one moment that, um, my husband and I, I remember it was like at two or three in the morning and Malachi was just screaming. He was so hungry, Mm. but he couldn't eat. And, um, and I remember me telling Ryan, like handing Malachi to Ryan and just say, babe, you have to feed him. You have to give him the formula, but I can't do it. Like I can't, because like in my mind, if I gave him that formula, I am a terrible mother, you know, and in my mind, I was, I was killing myself because I was, you know, I am not providing what he needs. I'm failing, you know? And yeah. And that was, that is the expectation of if I don't do this, I am, I am not doing what my child needs. Yes. You know, versus the reality of, yes, you have, a home for him you guys yes. have a loving family for him you have formula to be absolutely able to feed him with absolutely but the expectation that was that was placed on you or that you had placed on yourself with like no I need to do this like yeah. this is the only way and yeah that's that is that had to have been such a tough moment for you having like set this really high expectation that like there's absolutely no other way and then um, you know, turning to formula, which thank God we have, oh, you know, we have those I agree. available I agree. today. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then, and then come to find out he actually ended up getting sick. And so that's why he couldn't have it. And the formula mm. was there to actually help him gain the weight back. And so, like you said, I am very, yeah. I am very, very thankful that it was there. Cause if it was if it wasn't, this mama probably would not have a baby. Like, it was yeah. terrible. But, oh, yes. We so what was lot. that like for you in in that moment with Ryan? Um, and, you know, you guys sitting there holding Malachi, having to give up that expectation of, I this is the only way that I'm going to feed my child. And turning to formula, what was that like for you in that moment? What were you feeling? What were what were you experiencing? Cause it sounds like it, it, it was really tough on you. It was for me. I was so overwhelmed. I, um, we had a chair in our bedroom because at the time my parents were here as well. Um, and so I, I literally handed Ryan Malachi and I turned my back and I faced the wall and I was just sobbing. Oh. Like I, I couldn't even oh. watch. I told Ryan, I can't watch you, but you have to do it because in that moment, I knew he needed it. Like he needed the nutrition. He needed to eat something. And I just yeah. wasn't providing. And I, you know, I knew that he absolutely needed it. And Ryan, at that point, Ryan actually couldn't. He's like, babe, I can't. If if you're not okay with it, I can't do it, you know? And I, but, oh. and I told him, I was like, babe, you have to do it. Like, you have to. I don't, I know you don't want to, but you have to. And um, so he ended up taking Malachi outside to my mom and waking my mom up. And he told mom, mom, oh. like, we can't, we can't feed him. Can you, can you feed him the first bottle of formula? Like, we can't do it. And mom's like, sure, you know, and she fed him and <laughs> then cuddled him and he fell right back asleep and everything was fine. You know, the baby was fine. 
everything was okay, you know, but it was just the sun rose the next day, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it was just (laughs) that it was just that first one. And then after that, but in that moment, it it probably almost felt like, oh, the sun's not going to come up tomorrow. Like the whole world is going to shatter. Yeah, because it's just such a strong expectation that you had on yourself. Yes, yes, it was very hard. And I am all that just sounds so heartbreaking just to visualize that that moment and all because of you know expectations that we really kind of force on ourselves in motherhood um and that just you know and it it leads to just those really heartbreaking moments when we have to face reality sometimes that this is not like that expectation might work for someone but that is not what's working for me today or not just for me but for my family for my child yes yes and I think another hard thing was too is like I would look up I would google like you know how to make it work with formula and how to and there really wasn't every anything really on it there was no help there was so I mean literally it was just you just kind of had to take it day by day and you felt like some days were great and some days you were just floundering because you had no idea what was going on you know and so it's just it was hard it was so hard you know but yeah (laughs) the reality so yeah and then it sounds like you did have you know even that you were feeling like that expectation of I have to breastfeed and maybe even feeling like others are expecting me to breastfeed and then you know once you came to the reality of maybe that you know just having to just accept the fact this isn't working for us you know we need something else that's going to work for my baby for me for our family right now and then your mom even being a part of it what was that like for you that your mom actually helped. Did you feel like, like there was less guilt or less shame because you had that expectation that you thought maybe the whole family wanted you to breastfeed and then her even being able to step in and give a bottle? Absolutely. Absolutely. There was, it was such a, it was a really one because I didn't have to watch it. I don't, I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but I just, I could not watch it. I could not watch him drinking the bottle. I just, I couldn't do it. And just to know that somebody was willing to help my baby when I couldn't, I think that helped that helped me the most is knowing that there are other people out there that want to help, you know, and in that because then the next day, like I was able to give him the formula and everything was okay. You know, it was just that yeah. first initial. And it was two o'clock in the morning. So you yeah. may have been exhausted <laughs> on top absolutely. of everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure it was like the first week in as well. So, I mean, you're already just purely exhausted. Everything. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that is the truth. Um, I know there are some moms that say, oh, no, my baby slept great from the beginning. And oh, it's yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Well, that's your reality. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so so you did mention that there were a lot of voices and just opinions and advices going into motherhood, sometimes spoken or unspoken. How did you how did you and your husband figure out how to get past all of these and figure out what was best for you and your family and your baby? You know, I think in the moment we had to decide what was best for the baby and for our family specifically, like just Ryan, myself and Malachi, you know, and, and that was the thing that in like, especially with like the breastfeeding, you know, we had to figure out what's, you know, everybody can push it, but what's best for us right now, 
you know, and we had to do what was best for us. And that, I think knowing that it's, it's a hard decision to make. Absolutely. But in that moment, you know, what's the best, you know, I think the thing is, is as a, as a mama, you're around your baby all the time. You know, your baby inside and out, you know, the quirks and the kinks and, you know, and I think in that moment, you know what your baby needs. And that mother's instinct. Yes. The mama's heart. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, and it's hard, I think, to sometimes stand up to people when, you know, when you feel something about your baby and they want to do something totally different or they're pushing you to do something totally different. Yeah. And um, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. But I think as a mama, you, you know, you know, you know what's best for you and your family. Um, and I remember when I was in the hospital after I had had Noah, um, I had my own complications from, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. not meeting all my own expectations as well. We, we ended up having our own complications. And I remember, you know, nurses switch every 12 hours. Yes. And every nurse had a different piece of yes, advice absolutely. for us. And yes. sometimes they were even contradicting each other. Yes. And I was, I remember I was in tears and I just, I called the doctor and I just, probably chewed the doctor out I was like you need to either get your nurses on the same page or have them stop giving me advice I can't handle it like that was just so overwhelming for me and that wasn't even advice or opinions from family or loved ones that was from medical professionals that I was I tried to take every bit of advice like you know like it was right out of the bible and it was like I agree exactly how it had to be yeah, and we tried and yeah, and then we just figured out, you know what, everyone has their own piece of advice because that might have been what they used yes. on their child or what they studied in school and that's what they saw worked best in those studies. Right. And um for Noe and I for my husband and I, we had to really figure out, you know what, we're just gonna have to trust our parent instincts, my mother's instincts, yes. his father's instinct, and we're gonna know our baby, just like you're saying. Yeah. That baby is your baby yes, right like absolutely you you are gonna learn that baby's every you know every bit of their personality yes. you're gonna know them better than they know themselves as mm-hmm. they're growing up and even in those first moments even in those first days or weeks or months um trusting that you have an, a mother's instinct with that child and it really does help to to be able to step back from all of the opinions and advices when you realize, oh, okay, well, thank you for that. That was, that must've worked great for you guys. Right. You know what works for us. Yes. Ultimately, you have to realize that this is your child, you know, the one that God has given you and you know, your baby the best, you know, if it'll work or not. And, you know, I think you, you know, there's, there's a saying that says you, chew off the meat off the bone but you throw away the bone you know you you take you take the good stuff but then you throw away the bad stuff you know you take the stuff that will work for your family because sometimes sometimes there are advices that actually is really good advice and that you can really use and apply it to your family but then there are some stuff that is just no, that's not going to work for my family, you know? (laughs) And that right there is so key that some of it is great advice. And then some of it, like you were saying, you got to take what works for you and let go of the rest. Right. 
and that it that's kind of part of the whole first year of motherhood well all of yeah. motherhood journey but especially in this first year of trying to figure out you know even in the beginning what's what's going to work and what's not mm-hmm. Rachel, I know earlier we talked about how your in-laws live really close and you guys work really closely in ministry. Um, And then also, you know, just having your own family that may not physically be close, but you guys are a tight-knit family. Um, I'm I'm thinking there's probably a lot of input that you get just on, you know, raising your son in a godly way or even like – things that you, you had experienced in your own home growing up or that your husband had experienced in his own home growing up and trying to figure out what was the perfect blend for your guys' home and how you guys wanted to raise your son. What are some things that you guys do to teach those godly values um, to your child without um, including every expectation of maybe your family and his family and church members and everyone else, especially working in ministry, I'm sure a lot of people have expectations for you guys in one way or another. So what are just some ways that you guys have figured out this is what's going to work best for us in order to raise our son with the values of God? You know, so I think one one of the things that we talked about early on, even before we had Malachi, is that we did a lot of different things in ministry and one of the things that we have done in the past we call it film missions where we go overseas and we help um, the missionaries we film them and help them with a promotional video or whatever they need and some sometimes people don't agree that taking a baby on a long road trip or flying overseas is a great thing you know maybe we need to just do it by ourselves but something that we decided early on as a family is that we want our children to be involved in our ministry you know when we travel we want it to be a family thing when we go to different church events or you know whatever it may be we want our kids to go with us mm-hmm. and you know even for like sectional youth services and stuff we we could leave Malachi with my in-laws but we we really want Malachi to be around that atmosphere and watch mommy and daddy in ministry being used and so that's that's something that we have decided for our family that we want to put into place is that when we go to different places, we want our kid to be involved and our future children to be involved in ministry as a family so that it would become a family ministry and not just a, Oh, that's just daddy's ministry or that's just mama's ministry. That's just what they do. No, we want it to turn into a family thing. Okay. We're all going to go to church and we're all going to worship. And you know, it it comes into a a fun way to get your kids involved into ministry you know, even being at church and them, you know, sitting with you. And that is a way that it sounds like you guys have figured out to be an example to Malachi as well. And another, another thing that we try and do is I, you know, I think this is a huge expectation is people kind of have the expectation of children in a church setting where they are meant to be seen and not heard type of a deal. You know, if your kid acts out, then you need to take them out to the nursery or, but my, I guess my mindset that what we have 
done in our family is we have decided that we don't necessarily like to take him out to the nursery. Now, there are times when he definitely needs to go to the nursery. Don't get me wrong. But for us, I I want my kid to be out in a worship service and I want him to hear the preaching and to get familiarized with it, you know, to the point where, okay, when we go to church, it's time to hear God's word and it's time to hear God's voice. And, you know, because I believe that you can train, you know, the Bible says train up a child in the ways that he should go and he will not depart. And I believe that if we can train our child, okay, when we go to church, it's time to worship. It's not time to play. It's not time to go see your friends in the back. No, it's time to worship God. You can play after church, but in church, it's, it's time to hear God and get something from God. And so what we've decided to do is we've decided to keep him in the service for worship. And it's so cute because you can, um, so Ryan and I both are used in the music ministry as well. And so as we're playing and singing and worshiping or whatever, somebody else will have Malik down on the floor and you look and he's just out there just a worshiping and he lets out a war hoop. And, you know, we, we've told our church, you know, don't, don't quiet him. Don't hush him. Because the thing is, is as a child, he's expressing his way of worship. That's how he worships. And so you allow him to worship so that he can grow to become a worshiper, you know, and, and if, if they're in the middle of preaching and you hear him yeah. give that, give his little woo, you know, just say amen with him and worship with him because ultimately he's just <laughs> amen, amening the preacher, you know? And so that's, yeah. that's something that we've decided to do is that, but there has been times where like I've taken him to like district events or whatever and, and he'll be in, you know, we'll sit closer to the back or whatever and, he starts, you know, talking and amening the preacher in his little way. And you feel eyeballs just staring at you like, oh, you're disrupting the whole place. You need to take him out, you know. And and so it's kind of hard because sometimes you kind of want to, okay, I feel so uncomfortable. I'm just going to take him out. So, but then on the flip side, it's. Yeah. And just out of yeah, respect. Absolutely. For, you know, absolutely. But on the flip side, or, it's like, yeah. I want him to learn how to worship and how to amen a preacher, you know? So it's kind of a, that's, that's the hard thing is there are people that do believe that children are meant to be seen, not heard, especially in church setting. And that's, that's something that we've decided as a family that we're going to try and do. And it's hard, you know, it's hard sometimes to keep it because like I said, people look at you, you know, (laughs) right, man. And everything in motherhood, you know, is going to work. Um, maybe oh, yeah. some of the time, but not all of the time. So oh, that yeah. might be one of those things. That oh yeah, absolutely. you know, for your family, that's your goal is to have yeah. him in a church service, in a yeah. worship service. Well, and like I know. said, you know your baby. You know, you know. Okay, he's just yeah. gonna be a terror today, and he's not gonna worship. He's just gonna play. Then yeah, you take him out. But if you know, but if he is like in tune and he, you know, the thing I guess, and here's a here's something yeah. different for us is my father in law is the preacher and he adores his grandpa. So so no. when his grandpa's preaching, you know, he's just mesmerized, you know. So I I guess for for us it's a different story in a sense because it's either his daddy preaching or his grandpa preaching. So he's just <laughs> yeah. enthralled with it, you know. Now our next kid could be totally different. And I might say, okay, we're changing, you know, but 
but you yeah. know, you know your kid. Yeah, and just figuring out again, like to our moms who are listening to this, figuring out what is going to work Absolutely. for you, and not having that mom Absolutely. guilt, like like Rachel, what you were saying. If he's speaking mm-hmm. up in church, and you feel like he's just excited about yeah. his grandpa preaching. Go yes. with it, right? Amen, right. amen. And and don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so yes. I feel so guilty that he's being vocal in church. Just Absolutely. go with it. Or if you feel like, you know, I need to sit in the nursery with yes. him today because I need to be able to sit down and listen. And there's, you know, yes. maybe a um a screen in the nursery with its yes. own volume. Figuring out what is gonna work for you is really the yes. key here. This is something that Ryan and I have decided and it works for us. You know, it's not good. It may not work for you, but it works for us for the moment. You know, let's just leave it that way for the moment. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't reached terrible twos yet. Yeah. And that's part of motherhood too, is going with the changes. I mean, it just seems like, I know even for um, Noah's only six months old and even in six months Uh of this journey I figured out that once I feel like I have things figured out throws you a monkey wrench yes absolutely (laughs) what does that look like um in your home environment because you know there may be times that you guys aren't able to go to church so how are you guys um continuing with those godly values in the home setting and I think I hear yeah I think so he's crying um so I think one way that we do that um is we make it a point to let him watch us pray. If it if it's in the morning or if it's at nighttime, you know, we don't just throw him in a room and let him play by himself or, you know, we try and get him to pray with us or, you know, put him in the chair and rock him while you pray. Or, you know, something else I've done is when I lay him down for bed and I put him in the crib, I just began to kind of pray and he'll kind of fall asleep to me praying you know, and I think that's that's something that we have tried to do is just let him see us pray or let us see us worship, you know, because the thing is, and I don't I don't know about your kid, but my kid is in that monkey see monkey do phase, you know, where. Yeah, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> and so he, you know, in, in this phase, he wants to do what you're doing. You know, he's going to try everything in his power to do what you're doing. So if he sees you praying he's going to try and pray. And if he sees you, um, you know, singing and worshiping, he's going to try and sing. And it's so cute because you'll be singing and all of a sudden you just hear this, la, la, you know, and you know, he's just trying to sing with you. Yeah. And it's just so cute, you know, but I think, Aww. I think it all, it is. Those are just the sweetest moments when you know, wow. Yes, he and is in really that moment watching. also hits you that, wow, he watches what you do, you know, and um, going back to the expectation part, you know, I think another thing that people that we have decided to do in our home, and I'm going to say that this is just something Ryan and I have decided to do in our home, you know, it may not work in your home, and that's totally okay. But this is just something that we have decided to do in our own home, is we decided not to have a TV in our home. One, because we knew that if we had it, we would just sit and binge watch and, you know, not be productive, you know? (laughs) Right. Maybe a bit of a personality. Yes, absolutely. But um, I think another thing is, you know, it it also gives us more one-on-one with our baby, you know, and and there have been people that do not agree with it, you know, and 
we've we've had people even try and give us TVs because they think that every home needs a TV, you know, but for us it works, you know, and I don't I don't know how and I don't know why, you know, but for us it just works and there is just so much peace in our home because that is something we've decided to do. You know, and and I think, you know, in your home, you have to find out here again what works best for you and your family. If that works for you and your family, then, right. you know, it doesn't matter what other people are saying and what other people are trying to force on you. You know, you do ultimately what works best for your family and what helps you keep mm-hmm. your godly values in your home. And it's not to say yes. everyone listening needs to go home and... Yes. And put a sledgehammer through your TV. Not at all, but figuring out what is going to work for you in your home and for your family. Thank you very much to all of the mamas who tuned in today um, and being able to sit with us in this space as we explored some of Rachel's first year of expectations versus reality and figuring out what worked best for her in her home and in her family. Um, Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us. We really appreciate your time and just your commitment to being able to share. You are so very welcome. It was an honor to be here with you guys today. And just as a closing, a final word, I just want to put this out there. I heard a saying the other day that said, your baby knows love by how you showed them love. So if you use harsh words towards them, that's how they're going to portray love. But if you show them hugs and kisses, that's how they will portray love. The thing is, is it doesn't matter how you feel. It, You know, you might feel like you're a failing mother or you're just so overwhelmed and you're not doing what everybody wants you to do and you're just so lost. The thing is that I want, I want you to catch today is that your baby doesn't know the difference. To him, you are still the queen of the world, and they adore you with every moment yeah. that they are awake. You know, it doesn't, you can you can feel like you are failing and that you want to just throw in the towel, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because your baby, he just, he or she just loves you so very much, and they don't know if you mess up. You know, you might totally bomb that day, but in reality that your baby your child it it doesn't know it doesn't know that you messed up it's still gonna love you unconditionally and just remember that God gave you that baby he didn't give that baby to somebody else he knew exactly what you needed in a child and so I just want to encourage you today that whatever you're doing you're doing a good job mama Just keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing and just continue to be the best mama that you know how to be. And your baby is going to love you regardless if you fail and regardless of is if everybody is putting all these expectations on you and you just feel overwhelmed. You know, it's it's okay. You just be the best mama that you can be and your baby will love you. Thank you so much, Rachel, for that beautiful reminder of just the example that we are for our children and um, just how much they are watching us and how much they love us. I think that's such an encouragement for every one of us moms to remember. Um, Well, thank you again to all of those who are listening, and we hope that you tune in next week as well.
Thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you haven't already, we want to welcome you to connect with us on Instagram at underscore motherhood unfiltered. Thanks again for joining us.